welcome to episode number five of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. I am Brian Deal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm who, who are you? I'm Jackson Wells. <laughs> Jackson's engrossed was, in his notes. I was, yeah, I was looking at my notes. I'm looking forward to this episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, as we get started today, uh, we're going to keep it light, and this time what we're going to do is I am going to present Jackson with some random information and facts, and he has no idea what's about to come. Uh, I love <laughs> random information and facts, so I can <laughs> I can take this and impress my friends. There, there you go. So, first of all, this information comes from the National Institute of environmental health sciences. Ooh, ooh. I took environmental science in high school. Okay. Environmental health science, though? Like, are we, like, we're talking about the health of trees? Uh, no. We're talking about how this is, healthy the environment this is because is, of us. N- no. No? Okay. I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I don't know why the word environmental is in there, honestly. Okay, okay. <laughs> health sciences seems to fit better. But anyway. Okay. okay. All right, so here's here's... Random fact number one. Okay. It is impossible for most people to lick their own elbow. Yeah. That, that, I, I, I did know that. Okay. I, had, I had a friend in middle school who had this really, he was, he was skinny as a rail, flexible. <laughs> and uh, if, we were, if we were riding on a bus, he could put his arm, like twist it backwards like this, Put it against the seat. I said like this, like the <laughs> like listeners anybody can, can see. see what you're doing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then he would like be able to lick his elbow. I will, oh. I will. Dalton Furlow, if, now, you, if you're now, listening. Here's the thing. Uh, anybody that's listening, if you're driving, stop trying to lick your elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that while dr- trying to hold on to the steering wheel, please. <laughs> I'm just imagining driving and looking over and someone trying, <laughs> trying to, lick, to their lick their elbow. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I read that and then, you know, started trying to move around and realized it's, it's that's difficult. never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. All right. Random fact number two. Oh, boy. Jackson, when I come into your office, many times. It smells. You're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's not where my mind was going at all. <laughs> Many times you're wearing your headphones. Yes. Right? Because yes. you, you'll, you'll have something going on YouTube or you're listening to some music or yeah. whatever yeah. while you're working. And sometimes you don't hear me knocking on the right. door or right. whatever. Did you know that wearing headphones for one hour can increase the bacteria in your ear by 700 times? I did not know that. <laughs> will, will that stop me from wearing my headphones? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, expect that to have any impact no, I whatsoever. To, I need to get some spray or something. <laughs> that kind of grossed me out when I that read is, that. That is well. Okay, my question is: what, like, it'll increase the bacteria, but like, what's the bacteria going to do? You know, I have no idea. Like, make more earwax, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, beats me. <laughs> mm. What happens to me if I wear headphones for more than an hour? My hair gets all messed up. Right. And so <laughs> I got to take them off, let my hair fluff back up, right, and then I right. can put them back on. All right, random fact number three. One of the things that I have noticed, and I've had a lot of folks 
in my generation or the older generation say about your generation, Jackson? We smell. Is, I don't know why your mind's constantly going to that. (laughs) Is that how strange it is that you can't make change. Are things. you are you talking? Are you talking like about like if you money? go to into a store, right? And 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 buy some. So so here's my question, Jackson. Yeah. If I owed you four dollars and twelve cents uh-huh. and handed you a five dollar bill, yeah. Do you know what you would give me yeah. back? I'd, well, I'm. I'd give you back eighty eight cents. But I mean, do you immediately know that? Yeah. that's Three quarters a dime and three pennies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 my contemporaries, uh, people my age. Some some of us, you know, have only had access to a credit card, but um, <laughs> right. I, I did work. I, I worked in a in a store where we had to be able to count change, and so I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm all, I'm mathematically minded, you know. Right. Uh, you right. Know, all that stuff. So it kind of helps. But yeah, I, I I'm confident in my ability to do that. <laughs> I I will even if I'm paying in cash and I have loose changes. I'm going to McDonald's and my meals, you know, ten oh six. I'll I'll give them a ten. Or I'll give them a twenty because that's all you know. People don't carry on ten dollar bills. Right. Um, I'll give them a twenty and then six cents. And there have been times when that they happens, freeze. and they're like, "Why are you giving me twenty dollars <laughs> and six cents? Your meal's only ten oh six. I'm right. like, "Just give me a ten back." <laughs> um, so, so I, really, I, I haven't even told you the fact yet. So, okay. I mean, this is, okay. So the fun fact out of all this is that there are two hundred and ninety three ways to make change for a dollar. That's impressive. That's a lot of ways. Like, like with just coin. I'm assuming with just yeah, coins. Yeah. And is that in, that's in, I'm assuming including the the half dollar. I don't know. Okay. That's I, I just told you all I know. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Fun fact number four. Oh boy. Oh boy. I could do this the whole. Let's just do this the whole episode. <laughs> Jackson, if you those of you listening don't know this, Jackson does not know how to type properly. This is true. It's true. <laughs> it's a. It looks like, from what I can tell, about a four finger hunt and peck. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, two on each hand. I have. I have a story about why. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do we? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And tell well, that. There's, there's. There's two. There's two reasons. One, in the fourth grade, we took type quote unquote typing lessons. Miss Reynolds, lover. <laughs> but I had a classmate who was just absolutely ridiculous. And like he was a foreign exchange student from China, and he came over here and absolutely like like the, the keyboard would catch on fire when he would type. He's typing so fast, and and it was just like <laughs> you, you would see him do this, and it would demoralize you, yeah, right? And so and so I never wanted to get good at it. He's like, I'm not going to be as good as him. <laughs> and then a few years later, I get to high school, I'm sitting beside my friend Megan, and she's over here like like it's a it's a computer class, multimedia is what it was called. Same same exact scenario. Like I'm trying to get good. I play expert on Guitar Hero. I'm I'm good at pressing buttons. Um, <laughs> and Megan is like doing 114 words a minute. I'm like, good grief! I'm barely getting 30. Yeah. And it's just like I, I, I don't care if I'm ever good at this. Now right. I say that I, I do wish I was a better typer. And since I've you know had to rely on a few, I think I've gotten better. It's still not proper. Right. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. That's the fun fact. Right. Really? So if you were to learn how to type correctly, 56% of typing is done with the left hand. Really? Well, that makes, I mean, that's Guitar Hero right there. I it's mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and real guitar also. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, last fun fact. Okay, okay. There are only four words in the English language okay. that end with the letters D-O-U-S, dus. Uh, Do you think you can name them? D-O-U-S? Uh-huh. Oh, man. No, but this is an excellent trivia effect. It um, really is. D-O-U-S? Uh-huh. How does that sound? Dus. Dus? Uh-huh. Pimdus. That's not a word. <laughs> what are <laughs> you saying? <laughs> Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction, pimdus. Oh, <laughs> that's an abbreviation. <laughs> oh, or okay. a, uh, whatever, I can't think of the word. <laughs> um, D-O-U-S. If I had if I had unlimited time, I think I if could I, get two. If I give you one of them, maybe. I think it would send you down maybe. the right road. G- give me one. The first one is tremendous. Tremendous. Stupendous. There you go. There's the second um, one. Oh, what what is, what does the next one start with? The last two both start with H. H. Horrendous. Horrendous, right. And humongous, no? This last one is definitely the more difficult of the four. What's the second letter? A. That's not going to tell you anything. Harbidus? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's hazardous. Oh, oh, hazardous. It okay. just doesn't those fit the, only the way four, those others. Like, like those words, you, when you say them, they sound really common. And so right. you would think that there are there are more words exactly. like that. Exactly. Oh, interesting. But there are only four. Do you want to make up English one? English language. We could make up yeah. one. <laughs> we'll just add a fifth. Yeah. Take oh, that. New National Institute yeah. of Environmental Health Sciences. Word of the year. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I I really appreciated that. Um, <laughs> so, thank you, thank you for indul- indulging my uh, love for trivia. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the meat of the week. This week, we're uh, talking about our Christian identity and and answering some questions that we may have. And one of the questions that you might have. Um, is, am I a priest? Whenever uh, we were kind of planning these podcasts out, this one came up, and the first priest that came to my mind was Priest Holmes, which is a football player, which is a football player I've never actually seen football or play football in real life. I've right, only ever seen him play in a video game. My, my first thought was, you can't be old enough to remember Priest Holmes. How, when, when did he play? So here's what I looked up. I completely forgot that he started playing with the Ravens. Oh, I did so not. So his know. first I was, year I in the that. NFL was the year you were born. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. He actually won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, but he wasn't really a big factor in the 2000 Super Bowl. Okay. Because he wasn't their main guy. It wasn't until he went to the Chiefs that he became the main back and gotcha. actually went to three Pro Bowls and, uh, you know, led the league in touchdowns and yeah. rushing yeah. and those types of things. He really took off as a Chief yeah. in the early 2000s. 2001 to 2007 is when wow. uh, he played for the Chiefs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no <laughs> recollection of Priest Holmes. Um, then the other one is Judas Priest, which oh, is wow. like a like a band. The band, yes. But also you got Judas, who we all know that he's the one that, betrayed jesus and then priest so it's kind of like well how, how to how does well, those that two go together, together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're not going to be talking about priest holmes or judas priest um, though both could be fun podcasts 
we're going to be talking about the biblical uh, definition of a priest. And to do that, I want to kind of start in the Old Testament and kind of uh, discuss what it means to be a priest, specifically a Levitical priest. And if, if there's something that I'm leaving out or forgetting or, or say wrong, just, just let me know. But the first thing that I'm going to bring up is if you wanted to be a priest, you had to be a Levite. And that's right. one of the reasons it's called Levitical priest. But um, the, uh, the tribes of Israel, one of them was the tribe of Levi. If you wanted to be a priest, you had to come from that tribe. So right. if you wanted to be a priest, but you weren't part of that tribe, tough. If you wanted <laughs> right. to be a take a different career and you were in the tribe of Levi, tough. <laughs> they probably could have, maybe, I don't know. But um, have you ever thought about that? Like if you were in the tribe of Levi, was that like, were you pigeonholed to be a priest? No, I don't think so. Uh, I would have to go back and look again. I don't think you okay. had to be a priest if you were in okay. the tribe of Levi. I think it was all all priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. Okay, gotcha, that kind of gotcha. Thing. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. Uh, you had to be a Levite if you wanted to be a priest uh, or a priest. And then they had specific jobs. Um, and if we're familiar with the Old Testament, we might be familiar with some of the things they had to do. But the one of the most important things that they had to do was teach God's law. Um, that's right. One of the their main things to do was to let the people of Israel know, here are all of the things God has commanded us to do, and here's how you can keep those commands. And I, I think it's interesting to think about how they had an influence on the younger people, because when we think of Jesus as a as a child, he's so smart. Uh, he, he's right. able to, of course, he's the son of God. I mean, you know, but um, <laughs> you think about the influence they had on the, the children and people who grew up in the faith of, of Judaism or were Israelites, how much they knew. And it was because they were sitting in the classrooms or study halls or wh- whatever of these priests, and they, right. they were teaching them God's law. Um, another thing that they had to do is be- because they knew the law so well, there were punishments if you didn't follow the law or you broke the law. And since no one knew the law better than the priests, they would also often act as judges. And, you know, some of the uh, judgments were as harsh as being stoned or your hands being cut off, or they kind of knew like, okay, well, this is how many doves need to be sacrificed. Or, or, or they were they were aware of, of what the punishments were and kind of uh, were the ones that uh, put the hammer down on the sentences. Sure, sure. And then the, uh, I can mention this uh, just a second ago, but uh, they were in charge of sacrifices as well, whether right. it be the, the yearly sacrifices, the Day of Atonement, or um, uh, just, just whenever it was time to sacrifice something. They were the ones that went to the altar, and they were the ones that sacrificed whatever was being sacrificed. Right. And they, were, they were the ones that took the sacrifice to God. Yeah. From the people, yeah, um, they they were they were the mediator. They were exactly. the like if you wanted to say something to God, you had to say it to the priest, and then the priest would bring it to God. That's kind of how I guess you would characterize the communication. Well, and certainly, especially in when it came to sin and and sacrifices, yeah. and, and everything involved there. Yeah, needless to say, it, it was a it was a big big job. If, if you were a priest, you had a ton of responsibility because we don't think of Israel as a nation of you know they, they they weren't they weren't like a nation we think of as today like when we think of Rome or Babylon we don't think of them like that we think of them as a nation who is characterized by God and if that's the most important thing about your nation is is God then the the people who are in direct 
communication with God are going to be really, really important. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. As we transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, one of the things that you'll notice when when reading the New Testament is that most of the narrative portion of what we read in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know, most of that we're still under the Mosaic law of the Old Testament. And so the priests are still very important. Yeah. The priests yeah. are still very active. Uh, their role is still important. And there's references to the priests and what they're doing and that sort of thing. But here's some important passages as we move into the new covenant that was instituted by Jesus. In Matthew chapter 27 and verse 51, one of the things that we read as Jesus is on the cross, it says, The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now this curtain that was in the, new, or in the temple was the curtain that separated the most holy place from the rest of the temple. And what that means is that this, the most holy place was the place where, where God's presence existed. And so there's this tearing of the divide between God's presence and everybody else. Now there was only one person allowed once a year into that most holy place, and, uh, and it was the high priest. Mm-hmm. And so, so that the symbolism there is fairly clear when you just read that passage, but it becomes even more clear when we move into the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 10, listen to what it says, starting with verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So between this passage and what we read in Matthew 27, as well as the other accounts of the curtain being torn, What's being implied here is that God's presence is something that is no longer secluded. It's no longer off in this special place where only a select few are ever allowed to enter. Instead, it is a place that every one of us can have confidence to enter into the presence of God. And that's why... In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, Peter says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What Peter is saying here as he's writing to these Christians is all Christians are a part of the priesthood. It's not just a select few based on what family you were born into, Mm -hmm. right? There's not just a few people who are allowed into God's presence. 
It's not a select group that goes before God on our behalf. Instead, we are all priests. We can all come confidently before God because of the blood of Jesus, which purifies us from our sins. And that's, and that's the other part of it that I think sometimes we forget is how the priests had to go through a purification process to mm-hmm. ever come into the presence of God. Yeah. Well, that's what the blood of Jesus has done for us, and that's what allows us all to have that opportunity to come before God with confidence because yeah. we have been purified. And, it, I mean, it, 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 it's a, a blessing. It truly is a blessing that we get to to take advantage of that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I always want to go back to the, the first century and be like, I want to experience what it was like. And I imagine being a priest and all of a sudden this, this concept of now everybody gets this, like that doesn't seem, <laughs> doesn't seem right. Right. <laughs> um, but, but it, it really is awesome. Um, and, and it's, it's one of the best gifts that we get as a result of Jesus' sacrifice. And one of the reasons is because at any moment, whenever we feel the need when we don't feel the need and we should, <laughs> we can we can be put in the presence of God. We're we're right. we're in the presence of God. Right. And so when we need to talk to him, when we need to worship him, whatever it is, we have an opportunity to, to be in his presence. We we basically get all the benefits of what the priests of the Old Testament had, minus we don't have to sentence anybody to get their hands chopped off. Right. Um <laughs> And it and it truly is awesome. We get the opportunity to tell people uh, about the gospel. The priests were the teachers. We're supposed to. I mean, we've got our mission. I mean, we're supposed right. to spread the gospel, baptizing them and the baptizing everybody. Um, and like the like, we, we've got what we've supposed we're supposed to do, and we have to go forward and just and just do it. And I think when when we put a title on something like priest it limits who thinks that they can do it if okay. if if priest is a is a a title that you have to have to do something then there are going to be a lot of people that don't do it because not everybody's a priest <laughs> and so some people i think have this misconception of well because i'm not in this royal priesthood that we have access to, that they're going to come up with the excuses. But uh, thankfully, we are, and we don't have to have those excuses. And we have that responsibility to teach others, but also we have the ability to, like, like I can ask for forgiveness for myself. I don't right. have to go through somebody to do that. Right. Um, and that is, that's huge. Like, like it's a, it's a, my relationship with God is, fully personal it's right. it's it's not through a carrier and <laughs> the 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 fact that god loves me as an individual just is it's incomprehensible sometimes but it's also there's there's a lot of peace in knowing that man are are you sure mr priest that two doves is enough <laughs> <laughs> right. like like i, I know have to go through that <laughs> yeah I, I know that god sent his son to die for me like that's the that was the last sacrifice no need for priests anymore like i'm good to go um, right and so and that's it, why it sometimes this this teaching or this doctrine is called the priesthood of all believers yeah is this yeah. concept that that all christians are now a part of the priesthood we're we're all a part of that chosen race, that holy nation. You know, it's no longer just 
a select few that are the priests. It's also not just a select few that are that chosen nation like Israel was or anything right. of that nature. We are now all a part of God's people. And that, and one of the, I'd say one of the downfalls of being in a modern nation is, uh, or a modern world is, there's so much, there's so many labels. We talked about this <laughs> in, right. the, in the episode with uh, Paul Meredith on Am I an Evangelical? But like, there's this title that we have now. Most Christians, I would say, yet yeah, know that they're not like they're not a Jewish priest, um, but I don't right. think many would view themselves as priests. That's right. Um, because there's a idea of what a priest is in, say, a Catholic church, and right. so like there's this there's that misconception already that we've kind of got to overcome if we're going to be able to understand what it means to be in the royal priesthood. <laughs> right, as though a priest is someone unique or yeah. different or yeah. special. I mean, I would say Christians are unique from the rest of the world, but that's it. That's right. the that's the distinction yeah. that's that's made there. We're all a part of the priesthood because we have this access right. through Jesus, the through his purification that comes to to all of us through his blood, which is is so great. I mean, it's such a such a cool thing to think about the way the Hebrews writer words it there that we can we can come with confidence yeah. before God yeah uh, because we are a part of that priesthood we're yeah. not afraid of being in God's presence yeah, yeah. right on you all have right. anything else I think that's all I have for for this time we are excited to continue doing these podcasts yeah. we're excited to see that. More and more of you are listening. The numbers have been going up lately, we've noticed. And uh, we hope that you are benefiting from these. And uh, we look forward to every week. And we hope and pray that you have a blessed week. Take care and tune in next time.